0: This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network.
1: To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com.
2: Welcome to Season 2 of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, where we talk about all things sci-fi. Our crew, Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve, are all back for more fun As we share our opinions thoughts and ideas on our favorite films tv shows and books we'll also have some fascinating guest appearances this season so make sure your ship has plenty of dilithium crystals because we're breaking free from this solar system at light speed while having the most fun of any podcast this side of the milky way talking about science fiction all hands brace for impact it's time for the big sci-fi podcast Welcome science fiction fans, one and all, to the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm this week's host and interrog- uh, I mean moderator, <laughs> and we are flipping the script a little bit for this episode because we're going on a journey into Middle Earth where goblins and dwarves and elves abide. We are searching for something not unlike the unlikeliest of heroes, Bilbo Baggins and his Mary. Well, maybe Mary isn't quite the word band of men, I think they called themselves the Fellowship of the Ring, although there was a Mary in the group. Today we are exploring the fantasy world of J.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings trilogy. I could not be more pleased as I have found in these fantastic, thrilling and epic books, hours and hours and hours and hours of great escapism in these characters, some of the greatest ever written in fantasy fiction history. If you ask me, the deep world that Tolkien created is indeed immense, both deep and wide with attention to detail and scale. Few books rival the world building that Tolkien accomplished throughout his writings, focused on Middle Earth, and thus begins our journey in this episode of discussing these beloved books and award-winning films. But before I do that, I would like to read off an email that, da, 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 da. ladies and gentlemen, we received an email at the big sci-fi podcast from Neil Hewson, who abides in Lancashire, Lancashire England in the United Kingdom. Here's what Neil had to say about our podcast. Loving your podcasts. However, while listening to your debate on the film John Wick, I thought of an alternative timeline in this film genre if things had gone differently in another of Keanu Reeves films. The other film being Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. My alternative film right history when something like this uh, is the I'm reading this sorry. Oh, is the name John Wick actually a pseudonym for Mr. Ted Theodore Logan? Who, instead of traveling back and forward in time to pass his history exam and save the future, ends up being shipped off to the Colonial Oates Military Academy in Alaska, and his father seems threatening to do, if he fa- as his father keeps threatening to do if he fails. Here, he receives highly skilled training, uh, the Black Ops Division of the U.S. Special Forces, including Navy SEALs, Delta Force, and finally having his skill set finely tuned. Uh, in as in a stint with the s a s and spetsnaz, where he changes his name to j w learns Russian and ends up working for the Russian underworld until retiring with his wife and little dog
3: so he gets to keep the beagle
2: yeah wow. <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: Well, he retires in the first one.
2: Right. (laughs) Neil, thank you so much for listening, my friend. We are so honored that you would email us and encourage us. Neil says he listens while he is at work. And let me tell you, we're just thrilled to have you as a listener. Today, I'm sitting with some other types of heroes, some friends, colleagues, companions, and some of the smartest and genuinely most fun people I know. The other co-hosts of this podcast, this fine podcast, might I add, Adina, Chris, and Steve. How are you guys doing this week?
1: I'm in awe of how like just wonderful you are, and that that introduction was just amazing. <laughs> Thank so I'm you. sitting here odd, forgetting what I was going to say, <laughs> and I completely forgot what I was going to. I did this week. Oh wait, I was at a Star Trek convention. And, uh, (laughs) you know, I I used to go to a lot of Star Trek conventions when I was young, and I'm getting back (laughs) into it, especially now that I'm often a guest doing some kind of science speaking. But it was great. I, like, saw and met Gates McFadden and John Billingsley. Bonnie Uh. Gordon, who's the voice of the computer on Prodigy. She was a complete sweetheart and has an amazing singing voice. She Mm -hmm. gave a concert. And then Amy Garcia from... Uh. I know Very her from cool. Lucifer. Other people know her from Dexter. My 12-year-old apparently knows her from George Lopez. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the George Lopez show? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, wow. That's cool okay. I haven't seen yep. that in a long time. And I Summer Glau.
1: That. I talked to Summer Glau for a minute, too. Also super she cool. Was also, yeah, so it was, it was amazing. And then just fabulously nice people on the USS Monocacy, which is a Star Trek club that I'm now a part of. And then there are folks from Goddard uh, talking about Hubble and James Webb. Just a great weekend all around. I'm still like it's been several days and I'm still like on that high.
2: Excellent. <laughs> We're so jealous. As you should be. <laughs> Chris, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Uh, first, I just want to say thank
0: you for that email because I do appreciate the headcanon. Like that's one thing I do worry mm-hmm. is like, oh, well, so how did he, how did he become John Wick? Like, what's the story? I, I want to get mm-hmm. the origin story. So I'll take it. I, I really appreciate that. Um, and the week has been good. Um the big sci-fi for me was uh, *Strange New Worlds*, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. But then I also listened. I have a. There's a podcast I listened to, the uh, *Trailer Park Boys* podcast, which is a very, just really inappropriate show from of Canada. But they had a really hilarious discussion about the the telescope and all the images and like Bubbles was trying to break down like what it actually meant and Randy. Was like just in awe, and it was just such a funny discussion that the trailer park boys were having. Um, so that's probably <laughs> my my biggest sci fi thing. And then no conventions yet, but uh, Vegas is coming up soon. Soon, yeah. Yay. The days I'm mm-hmm. like, it is just okay. Ah, I, uh, I can't wait. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, week has been
3: good. Excellent.
0: Good, Steve. How are you,
3: sir? I'm fine. Um, today not only was a remarkable moment in human history
2: hmm. the, mm-hmm. lo-
3: the the first men stepping on the moon neil armstrong buzz aldrin but also to mark in history today it was christmas in july at children's hospital los angeles and i got to be santa claus and i Yay. got to gifts to the kids in the hospital and some of them were like what are you doing here? <laughs> it's <laughs> July, <laughs> And other kids were like, I know all about Christmas in July, but it was just such a pleasure giving them toys and seeing them reacting. And the, 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 the bit was Santa Claus was on his way home from his vacation. in Hawaii. He stopped off at the hospital, to drop off gifts on his way up to the North pole. So we got to dressed in Hawaiian clothing and cool. it was, you know, Hawaiian shirts and stuff. And it was a lot of fun. So um, I, 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 Say to anyone, if you ever get a chance and someone says to you, would you be Santa Claus? Just say yes, because as I walked out of the hospital without my beard and hair and the whole thing on, someone turned to me and said, hi, Santa Claus, because they remembered my clothing. So I thought <laughs> I made an impression. And that was there fine. you go. Yeah. nice Well,
1: so now why didn't you just keep the beard on for this? podcast it would have been quite appropriate you could have just done you know gone from santa claus to gandalf and that would have been like (laughs) it would have just rolled right in continuing the cosplay
3: because it was itchy (laughs) and hot and i was happy to get it off (laughs) and i thought you know i have my own gray white beard and i thought that was gonna be enough but it turns out I look too much like Mr. Hammond from Jurassic Park, and not enough <laughs> like Claus, right. like Edwin in Miracle on 34th Street. So right. uh, I had to wear the fake That's hair, and so it was okay. Fantastic!
2: I've got a really funny Santa Claus story. Yep. Uh, my family uh, on my side of the family I always get together um, a few days before Christmas Eve or a few days after um, because. Um, my folks are just super flexible with in-laws and all that stuff. You know, they've been fantastic, made it easy for uh, us to be able to be with, you know, my wife's family on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because they always do something separate. And it's wonderful because the kids really get two Christmases, you know, or two ThankGivings or whatever. It's, it's really been working mm-hmm. out good for us. And one of the traditions used to be on on when we would celebrate Christmas Eve with my folks uh, is that we had a close friend of the family, a gentleman that I respect so much, John Hampu, um, who has been lifelong in education, teacher, coach. Um, swim coach and all sorts of coaches type stuff. And just great, great man, um, musically gifted like none other, but close, close friend of the family. Mm-hmm. He would dress up as Santa Claus and come and do his stick and do that, you know, and the kids, mm-hmm. and he'd always pass out candy. He'd, he'd go around the room asking, have you been naughty or nice? You know, mm-hmm. well, he came to me and I remember I'm sitting on the floor with my wife. I don't, remember if my daughter was there was born yet or not but he started cracking short jokes at me like (laughs) talking about you know just kind of cracking at me and what I said in my head came out audibly through my mouth and in front of my whole family my mother and father my wife sitting beside me and John Hampu playing Santa Claus who I really respect and love I said audibly, "You bastard!" <laughs> <laughs> as as he's he goes, "Oh, oh, you have been, naughty, been naughty, very oh, naughty, oh, very naughty. <laughs> My mom. There was dead silence in the room. My dad and mom. I've never seen them with their mouth hang open so big in my whole life, and uh, just like they were in shock. And I was humiliated. I was utterly dismayed that I had let that, I was just, I wanted him to move on, you know, and quit with the (laughs) short jokes, you know? Um, and it came out audibly. I would never say that to him for real. Um, and it was just, I tell you, it was many years before, you know, everyone was looking at me and asking, is he going to call him that again this year? Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) And then, uh, he'd come around to me the next year. He goes, Oh, I remember you, Brian. (laughs) You know? And, uh, it was hilarious. I, I, I just had to get that off my chest. I feel Did, much better now. So, Did you so, still
0: get some candy at the end?
2: Uh, not that year. Or, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so next the, year? Did
0: you get the next
2: year? That, that's disappointing. My mom would have ripped it out of my hands if he had given me the candy cane. <laughs> so,
3: so basically, but you were Brian... Married.
0: Yeah. Doesn't that give you a certain amount of immunity? Because it's like, yeah, you're an adult, you're married. Like, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, they were just.
2: They, it was. It was. It, it was more that I said that to our lifelong one of the dearest friends of our family. Right. You know, it was. It was just they were in shock, and I was just I was embarrassed because I, uh, you know, I I also, I was taught better yeah. to treat my elders with more respect than that, but it just slipped out,
3: and I didn't. But also, know. don't make short jokes.
2: Right. I mean, good. Thank you. Chris. That's what Chris
3: Chris okay. Hey, so. got hey, my hey, back. hey, hey, Randy Newman didn't have a hit song until short people. OK, so <laughs> and my sister, who's 411, was offended by it. So there you go.
2: Right. <laughs> right. In my wedding. OK, <laughs> at my wedding reception, my best man, Thaddeus Walker. That's okay. such a cool name. Isn't that that could be a Star Wars name actually?
0: There's a Thaddeus Quint in Star Trek who oh, is the, the doctor really in the Borg okay. game. Oh, okay. it's in the Borg game. Mm-hmm. So okay. Cool. Oh my goodness. All right, all right, okay. I'd
2: forgotten that. But he he's much taller than me. He's like six foot five or six or something. Played a lot of basketball together. Uh he was uh, my Hakeem Olajuwon and I was Muggsy Bogues, if oh you know God. basketball at all. Um, but he it's sang good. a song. He surprised me with the song. Um, and there were a lot of short jokes in it, which had the mm-hmm. crowd laughing. And I, of course, I was laughing. Though we always joked around. About so, that. so tell
1: everyone how tall are you?
2: How tall am I? Yeah. Five six.
1: Oh, you're okay. taller than me.
2: I mean, you know, I think I'm <laughs> <not> very <laughs> average. But but I think I, a, yeah, a, lot average my, a lot of my a lot of my friends happen to be tall and okay. so it stands out so my wedding picture is me here my best man here <laughs> and mm-hmm. everybody else kind of going down the slope but anyways ladies okay. and gentlemen we're All here, right, we're right. Okay. Show. We're here yeah. for a very specific reason and there is no <laughs> better place to start talking about the lord of the rings the saga that is lord of the rings uh than to ask a basic question and we've talked about this with the other films lately, but have you guys read the book? So we're going to start with the book. Have you guys read the books? And if so, overall thoughts and feelings? Were you a fan before the films debuted, etc.? cetera? And we'll start with Chris.
0: So I think I tried to read it, but I didn't get very cool. far. Cool. It kind of, and I don't know. And based on what I've heard, I'm like, do I want to venture into reading Lord of the Rings? And right now I'm kind of like, I don't know if I have the patience for that. Maybe one day.
2: Yeah.
3: Steve. Um, When I was in middle school in 1971, you know, a couple generations ago, it was required reading that all my friends were reading The Hobbit. And they gave it to me and said, You've got to read this book. So I had to. And I was not impressed. Uh, At the time, I was reading Asimov.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Clark, The Mouse That Roared, mm. Bend Worlds Collide, all is part of the sci-fi book club. And then I was also reading books about World War II since I was a member of the military book club. So it was books like Flying Fortress or Two Ocean War or Pig Boats, which was about the U.S. Submarine yeah. Service, Tank Warfare, and so on. So as you guess, reading a book like Lord of the uh, Rings, The Hobbit, right just didn't interest me except for golem when i got to golem and his split personality that was absolutely interesting but it wasn't the entire book and so i never after that i just never read the book anymore
2: all right interesting Mm -hmm. interesting adina how about you
1: yeah so i read the books after seeing the the Peter Jackson, you know, the big yeah. movies, because remember, there was also I don't know if you guys saw this. There was a an like an animated yeah. film from like 19 the late 70s, 1978 mm-hmm. or so. And so I'd seen that a couple of times when I was a kid. I don't remember how or when, but mm-hmm. I, I knew I had seen it because I remember being very confused by the kind of animation it was because it looked almost like it was animated over real. Yes. Life. Like, I remember being very confused and not mm-hmm. completely understanding it. It
2: looked like and, they were uh, real people yeah like they superimposed into or the animation over top of it time mm-hmm. yeah
1: and I, and I don't know what if that's what they did or what but i remember being confused about it so i was aware so i don't think i read it in though the books until the peter jackson movies came out the first one i loved but the other two i had a i struggled with the detailed battle scenes mm-hmm. The battle scenes on the screen, I was perfectly fine with, but in the book, it was so bogged down with that detail that I was not, not terribly interested in, but the Hobbit, I love the Hobbit. I love listening to the Hobbit. I love the Mm. audio version of the Hobbit. I can listen to the Hobbit. Like I actually, after, you know, when, when we were planning on having this discussion and we said, this is what we're going to talk about. I'm like, you know, I need to go re-listen to the Hobbit. It's time. It's been a while.
2: (laughs) That is funny you say that, because I just discovered on Spotify, they have a fantastic version of The Hobbit Ooh. and The Lord of the Rings, and the voice actor, they've got the music that I think is from the films, actually. It's a wonderfully done production, and it's uh, the voice actor is fantastic. It is so enthralling. I started having my daughter listen to the beginning of The Lord of the Rings, which starts with that wonderful mm-hmm. uh, um, party for... Bilbo Baggins or whatever you know that they in the film at least Mm -hmm. and so they my daughter is we're about to go on vacation my daughter's like oh can I listen to that can I listen I'm like I would love to listen to this while I drive now
1: on Spotify because that was one of the things that stopped me is I have a copy of the Hobbit on CDs it's like Mm -hmm. on like 10 discs and like I'm not fooling with discs anymore I'm actually not sure where they are in my house I'm not fooling with discs anymore
2: yeah just look at (laughs) look it up on Spotify okay and it's pretty smooth. It goes from mm. book to book, chapter to chapter. Well, pretty smooth,
1: but specifically yeah. the Hobbit. I'm, I'm yes. looking, looking for the Hobbit, yeah. not right. not the, Hobbit. The, the trilogy. Yeah, the Hobbit.
2: I just saw it. I just okay. listened to the opening of it just today. Okay. Um, okay. So check that out. And uh, so I I read. I'm like Adina. I sought out the book after I saw the films, and I saw. I think I started reading after Two Towers. And uh, I I just couldn't put down the books. When Now, I'm not a reader that can sit for hours and just barrel through a book. Um, I usually get 30 minutes. Um, if my wife, if we're traveling and my wife is driving, I might get an hour in or on vacation. Okay? <laughs> so... It, I just. I did that as much as I could, and every night I would read for about 10, 15 minutes. That's how I barreled through <laughs> The Lord of the Rings, believe it or not, is just 10, 15 minutes at a time. So maybe that helped me, but I was such a fan of the films, I felt like when I read the books I was just eating up all the extra detail. See, I'm, I
1: was good with the detail except for the battle scenes. Like, yeah. I just mm-hmm. I think it's just something Got that I'm just not that's just not my thing. And, I, when, and
2: when I say detail, I mean, more like characters, the characters mm-hmm. that they yeah. get to get yeah. to put in the film. Um, yeah. But you're right. There are parts of it that he is so detail oriented in his world building and in what is happening in many. There's several parts throughout the uh, books that. You have to just, you have to, it's work to get through it, mm-hmm. to get to the next thing that really intrigues you to, oh yeah, you know, we got to go. So, well, interesting. Thank you uh, for answering that question. We'll just cruise right along here Ooh. to number two. Have you watched the films? And if so, what are your overthought, o- overthoughts, overall thoughts and feelings? And are you a fan of the films or passively interested in them? We'll start with Steve for this one.
3: Does the expression conscientious observer apply here? Because <laughs> right. okay. I am going to be conscientiously observing you folks because um I think Elaine and I, my wife, and I watched the first film of the trilogy. However, that feeling I had as a teenager still prevailed and I just <laughs> couldn't get into the movies. There's so many characters, so many different places. It yeah. was hard to keep up because I hadn't read the Lord of the Rings. Um, so it's so much so that we had to watch the movie with closed caption on because it was helping us to keep track of who the characters were and so on. Um, I've never really been a fan of Sword and Sorcery, I'm sorry to say. Um, the closest that I get to that is Star Wars mm-hmm. and the Thor movies. At least those have some tech in it. But Sword and Sorcery is some can, sometimes can be so out there. It just, I just never got into it. Um, I guess the truth is for you dungeon masters out there, <laughs> I never played Dungeons and Dragons either. <laughs> I just never could get into that fantasy role-playing. I guess, like I said, from reading so much science fiction and science fact, I just, I'm not, a, I'm not, not yeah. I'm a conscientious observer.
2: Allow me to say to you, my friend, Steve, it yes, is yes. okay. It is mm-hmm. okay. It's Aww. totally fine. And, and I will still... tell you this. I will tell you <laughs> yeah. the truth.
3: My friend Ross and his son Michael, they absolutely love it. They love Lord of the Rings. And, and I, I salute them.
2: Right, right.
3: But I just, but I do like the idea of the CDs. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Spotify. Yeah, check it out. It, check I think out. That, that may be a way, a bridge to it. Right. I'll give right. that as a fact. Yeah. I'm open-minded, so we'll go with that, okay?
2: All right, Adina.
1: Well, yeah, so I, I guess to, I guess, counter Steve, I'm just the complete opposite. Please do. When please. the the movies came out, when the, you know, in 2001, when the trilogy, I, I was completely 100% absolutely in love with these movies, but mostly the first one, the, and to the point where I've rewatched the first one, a, like a bazillion times for a while, that was like really? my evening relaxation movie. That was the one I like would put on okay. at, for like the, the beginning. Cause like the whole scene in the Shire yeah. and Hobbiton and the party. And like when Gandalf shows up and he's having his moment, you know um, you know, he's having his moments and everything. It was just so lovely. It's so green. It's so beautiful mm-hmm. and the party. So it's just everything about that. And then when they're in Rivendell that. for the first time, Oh my God, if there was ever a fantasy place that I would love to like visit, it would be rivendell. Yeah. So um now also let me let me set the stage a little bit you know in the the 2001 two, 3 time. This was like almost a decade before I had kids. So this was also kind of corresponded to like the time in my life when I was really into having that whole home theater really mm-hmm. cool AV setup.
2: Nice. And this is oh, yeah. also
1: the movie that was like there were a handful of movies that were like my like I love watching them like with the the sound and the nice uh, thing. Now, the only thing though, which always bothered me with this is I always felt that no matter what I could do, the sound was off in the sense that there were some scenes where the dialogue seemed very low compared to the background music. And I had a struggle to hear. And I was actually watching some snippets of this the other day in preparation for this. And yet, and even on uh, Mm -hmm. you can see these movies on HBO max right now. And even on HBO max. Yes. There are some scenes like, especially the Kate planchette scene when she's talking to um, Frodo, that's like some of it. And, And that's a little frustrating, but then to add on to the, like how much, I love this. Uh, I had the opportunity to go to New Zealand in 2005.
3: Oh. And
1: uh, that was... Now, uh, it was not born... like The reason I went was not, oh, because of this. But because we're going, guess where we have to go? We have to at least visit one of the sites. So we did visit the Shire. We did visit Hobbiton. And when this episode comes out, I'll post some pictures (laughs) in our Facebook group. Uh, So I have pictures of the party tree and... Now the funny thing about that, okay? So this was 2005. So it was just a couple of years after the movies were released. So when I was there, it was in like a, a weird state. So apparently after the movies were the the deal they had with the farm was after they were done filming, they were supposed to return the farm to its pristine state. So after they're done filming, they're taking out all the stuff that they had installed to make all the hobbit holes and everything. Well, So they're in the middle of this. People start showing up. I want to see it. So they stopped dismantling it and then kind of started to turn it into a little bit of a tourist attraction. So when I was there, it was in this kind of half weird state. And then there were some signs like this is Hobbiton and whatever. I think since then they kind of restored it back to the film version because of the touristy. So I saw it kind of like in between oh, okay. but it was still mm. like you could still the, the contour of the land the big mm. trees and the just the gorgeousness of it the key difference though was all the sheep there's like sheep everywhere in New Zealand <laughs> apparently there's like four sheep for every person oh in New goodness. Zealand <laughs> you wow. you leave the country they say here take a sheep with you that's the-
3: <laughs> but <laughs> you know,
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not being a a farm person. Like I grew up outside of New York city. So not being a farm person, the the thing I learned about sheep is they all have different voices. Like you go past a a pasture of cows and it sounds like all the cows sound the same. You can't tell one over the other, but the sheep one's like, bah, another one's like, and they're all like different. (laughs) And it was just so weird. They're all like these weird sheep voices following us around the farm. So
2: goats are that way too. Goats can sound way (laughs) different from one another that's weird and freak you out so yep. my my father i'm gonna bring my dad into this good old <laughs> okay. dad uh, he doesn't like the car very right. much ashamed and shocked at his son for calling santa claus a bastard um <laughs> but he forgave me we've moved on but he loved the hobbit part of uh these lord of the rings films he's like i mm-hmm. wanted more of that that was yeah. beautiful that was one could we yeah. get more of it And of course, Hobbit came along, the Hobbit films came along and you get a little bit of it, but not to the, you know, they go on the adventure again. You know, they go out of Hobbiton Mm -hmm. um, for that and out of the Shire. So uh, the best way to view these films, in my opinion, is to buy this, which I'm holding up. This is the special extended DVD edition. Um, I have listened and, or I've watched every single second of special, extended, mm-hmm. behind the scenes stuff, and it's hours and hours. These films right here add, I think, and Adina, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, this trilogy in this box set adds about 30 to 40 minutes to each film than the theatrical release. Mm-hmm. So oh, they're even right. longer than what you saw in the theater. Um, but the behind the scenes in these, I think it's hard to rival how good the behind the scenes stuff is because they really it's it's really good at getting in and deep in the artwork and how they created stuff is fascinating.
1: So since I don't reach for CDs or DVDs or anything anymore, I forgot that I had that until you just pulled it off your shelf. And then I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I have that, too. So I think I'm gonna have to get it out, and like make my like. Son, watch it or something but um but yeah. you know one of the other things that steve mentioned a second ago like the whole concept of being into like D and stuff and yeah so i absolutely uh was and even though i'm a big 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 science fiction like geek i've also loved all the sorcery and all mm-hmm. the stuff to the point mm-hmm. where even though i'm a science fiction writer some of the first fiction i tried writing when i was a teenager was more of the sword and sorcery i thought that was what i wanted to do um It's terrible. Whatever I tried, it's terrible. I mean, but I was—I was a teenager. I couldn't—I couldn't write. But
3: I'm glad you can write now. I'm glad you can be (laughs) writing
1: now. It took a while. Takes Mm -hmm. practice. Mm -hmm. What
3: two books am I
2: taking on vacation? I'm going to finish Crazy, Foolish Robots and jump into what is it? Robots, robots, robots robots everywhere. And Adina, my nephew, who's going on vacation with us, his his whole family. He wants to dive into Crazy, Foolish Robots once I'm
1: done with it. Yay! That's That's wonderful.
2: Chris, we cannot leave out. Chris.
0: All right. Okay. So, I'm I feel like I'm more in the middle. Like I really do enjoy Lord of the Rings. Now, just to either this is going to make me sound very young or very old depending on <laughs> your age when you're listening to this, but this came out 2001. I was 11 years old. I was what? in grade 4. So uh, again, I My had God. no, n- nobody asked me what I wanted to be born. It just kind of happened. <laughs> it was not. In, we're, know,
3: glad were, in okay. to, uh, we're glad you were. Okay. We're glad you were born. Yes. This.
0: I just always feel like I have to clarify that. Like, Hey, I did not ask for that. It's just, no one consulted me about when I could, you know, eventually come out. Um, so I, I liked it a lot, but I did find it was hard to follow. Whereas like Harry mm-hmm. Potter was also coming out at the same time, like the films. Mm-hmm. And those were much easier for me to, mm-hmm. To grasp. Mm-hmm. And one of, the things, one of the things about Lord of the Rings that I just, I, I don't know why this choice was made, but when you have Sauron and Sauron, it's right. like, okay. Mm-hmm. So just got because I still don't remember. I, I can't remember which and, one's which. Like, and
2: guys pronouncing it... it fairly close to, you mm-hmm. know, I agree. Right. That was something that I was confused with when upon watching these. So, yeah. So I found Rare like point. as I've gotten older,
0: I, I enjoyed them a lot more. And being able to interact with people who were also into it who could break things down and be like oh no here's this person this is why they're doing what they're doing um but and i found like it's funny like for me i think i prefer the later ones because i did have a really tough time with the first one because mm-hmm. i know adina was saying how much she loved the party I was just like, all right, can we get this? Can we get this going? I know we're here, we're having a party, but like, can mm-hmm. we get to the can we get to the mission, please? The action,
2: yeah. And mm-hmm. so I found
0: it; it was a little slow,
1: but it uh, went it went really quick. Like, I, I feel like it did go like right when you know Bilbo puts the ring on to disappear and go back mm-hmm. to his his hobbit hole. Like, it boom from there. That's it. It all started, you know.
0: Yeah, I think I have to go back and rewatch it. Like I remember watching it. I think I watched it ten years ago, and I was still felt like okay, yeah, the beginning was a little slow. But, um, yeah. but as a kid, like it was just because, again, I was I was 11 years old and it's like, all right, can we just get to the can we get to the thing that we're trying to do? Do we have to go through all of this? Like, oh, here's a party. Oh, OK, gonna... cool. We'll just and maybe, what is that supposed to
1: mean? Maybe I won't make my 12 year old watch it. Maybe I'll wait till he's a little older. I
0: kind of want you to make him watch it. I want to hear the report afterwards. <laughs> I'm just so curious. I just love hearing the like, well, not to be mean, but just like I'm just would love to hear what what does what does Frank think of it? So his so,
1: birthday is his, com-
0: his commentary going to be. You know
2: what, everybody, let's just pause right here. Chris just had a dynamite idea, okay? <laughs> Whether mean, we I'm have gonna- Frank on the show once in a while or not, but we need a segment every night now and then called What does Frank think about it? <laughs> that's fantastic
1: i can't okay well i'm gonna tell him that we're gonna do that but (laughs) what so he he turns 12 in a few days and Uh actually i got him for his birthday he knows this yeah i he's not in the you know he can't hear me right now but he does know that he's getting the D &D starter set we talked about that and he he showed He's not like over the moon interested. Like, mom, I really want it. But he's like, yeah, I think I want it. So I'm like, okay, yes, I'm getting it for you. That's what I'm getting you for your birthday. I'm over the moon. It just came up a little bit. So,
0: yeah. I need to try that. I just worry about the time commitment. It's always been the thing like,
1: Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's kind of why I got out of it. So I played it a lot in like junior high and high school. Mm -hmm. And then when I got to college, I didn't want... The time commitment is like, you know, so you have a campaign that goes on many evenings, you know, so maybe, so you have a, a group that meets like once a week and that's your Friday night thing. And at the time, yeah, I really didn't want that mental commitment. So when I was in college is when magic, the gathering, the card game came oh, out for the first time. And yeah. for me, that was life-changing because for the most part, at least the games I experienced, you could finish in an evening or an hour. And that was great. That to me, like made magic. It was like D D, but you know time ta- like just for the evening and no kept commitment beyond that and so mm-hmm. i fell in love with magic the gathering like right There's, away
2: there is a great community of gamers all over the world that get together once a week twice a week to play all sorts of games. i have friends joe all who's who does listen to the podcast um leads an x-wing game star wars x-wing game and uh, you do battles and he's got in and he's i mean he's an older gentleman but he um it's a bunch of young guys he does this with so he gets to kind of mentor and Mm. um these guys are asking him for advice as an older man you know so it's it's this wonderful but the gaming community around all of these games whatever it be whether Mm. it's dungeons and dragons there's all sorts of role-playing games played in game shops all over the country wonderful communities that are being built up. So this X-Wing game, it isn't the game X-Wing
0: on com- like PC. No, it no, just no, like no, a, no. Oh, it's like a It's a board okay. game actually. Oh, it's a board
2: game. Oh, cool. it's it's yeah, you actually do battle and you you buy the X-Wings, you can paint them yourself, like there's all sorts of crazy neat things to be involved in it. But I digress. Yeah, cuz Off of yeah, went from Dungeons and Dragons to yeah, X-Wing.
0: Back to, to Lord of the Rings, which is a time commitment I can deal with? I can deal with three
2: hours. So <laughs> Adina, write that down. What does okay. Frank think about it? What: does Okay. Genius. Chris is a genius. Go ahead, Steve.:
3: Thank you.
0: That's on record, by the way.:
3: Can I make some advice to you, Adina. <laughs> my, my quick advice to you, Adina.: Sure. Put on closed caption. Because when yes. you say about because when, when you talk about the audio, being overrun by the music. If the words appear there, that's true. He will be able to follow the action and know what's going on because I, it's kind of like, if you miss dialogue, it may affect him as how we, understands the story or follows it along
1: and that's true and one of the things that frustrates me when the two of us watch stuff together is he'll ask questions and i'm like you yeah, just, yeah, just gotta watch you gotta watch so this will mean he has to watch and that's one
2: questions. more minute the answer will appear in one yes. more minute for crying yeah, out loud i'm things. constantly telling
1: stop asking just pay attention and so two get
0: things. It. one i watch subtitles with everything because it makes so much difference and like mm-hmm. i find every show every movie everything that i watch now has the audio is too quiet dialogue is too quiet Sound is, sound is everywhere,
3: mm-hmm. or like the
0: music is just too loud. Yeah, my partner, I love watching movies with her, but it's so hysterical because often she'll be like, "What about this thing?" And then a the character will literally say, "Well, here's the thing." I'm like, "You do this every time,"
3: so it's fun to tease about it. It's the thing is that when I watch things on uh, Prime Ticket, like I'm watching episodes of, you know, we were doing stuff on DS9 or whatever, mm-hmm. right? On my laptop, I get closed caption. And really, when I've got the words there to read as I'm listening, you know, either they're in sync, more so comes out than I, I am just listening to the film on its own or the episode on its own. So it really does make a difference. And, and my poor friend Ross, he's deaf in one ear. So for him, with a cl- he watches with closed caption because he misses things because he's deaf in one ear. So it does make a big difference to do it that way. So, um, oh, yeah. Advice given.
2: These are good films to watch in closed caption because I think you're right. The, everything is so big. There's so many sounds <laughs> coming in from everywhere mm-hmm. um, in it, which uh, the production value on these films were just tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things, too, that I loved about the special extended edition versions of these and all the behind-the-scenes extras and specials, um, to hear the great love that the production crew that the actors had for these stories and for these characters and then the camaraderie that surrounded the making of these films i mean these people lived in new zealand for years as Lucky. they filmed this right <laughs> um and i mean even to the point to where um you know they still get together with each other for you know reunions and what have you. And it's so wonderful. And and one of the funniest things about the film behind the scenes uh, is Sean Astin because he was the way that the other fellow Hobbit actors um, joked about him. And they were hysterical to watch in the special features, by the way, highly entertaining to watch them poke fun at each other is they is Sean Astin. They're on the mountaintop, they're helicoptering people in, you know, and they can only do one or two helicopters at a time because of the winds and the angles and all this. And they said, Sean has to, never rode a helicopter in his life. He was always Mr. Safety and said that he was, like, trying to direct the helicopters, telling them where to land. And, you know, and they said they were just loud. They're like, what in the Harry, hey, hey, do you know about how, helping? Harry, uh, hey, hey. Harry, Harry, <laughs> Harry, I don't know what that is, but I just I I love just, it. He I'm going to use that at work. What, what do you know about this, Sean? You know, they're just making, fun, they made relentlessly made fun of each other in a loving, you can tell that one of the reasons this film works is because that group, the fellowship, really genuinely loved each other. And mm-hmm. you could see that come across in the films. Um, and it was wonderful. I love that. That's one thing I love about Trek. I think that the the basic chemistry of the actors comes across typically in, uh-huh. in most of the shows in films. And that's one thing I love about it. And that's one thing I loved about this film, even, even above and beyond the story and the epic nature of it and the overwhelming, I mean, impossibility that Frodo and Samwise Gamges could get this ring into the fires of Mordor um, is an, one of the ep- most epic stories of overcoming Against All Odds. Mm -hmm. and you know setting your mind to something and seeing it actually happen so it's inspiring in in the return of the kings or return of the king uh, you know all kinds of it won best film oscar um uh, sean astin won best supporting actor for his role i mean he was just brilliant in return of the king especially that those final scenes in mordor um, just absolutely breathtaking
3: stuff happening. So, I, Brian, I think you just answered question number three, which is your favorite movie. Of the I, three. I would
2: now <laughs> I would have to say Return of the King, <laughs> but my sentimental favorite is Two Towers because I took my wife to see Two Towers on our honeymoon. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> well, you know, is which fun. is the most romantic of all films. Oh, it is a hundred percent. Two Towers, ta- you know, <laughs> lots of.
0: And family is. is, I mean, there uh, is the Aragorn,
2: and and uh, I can't remember Liv Tyler's character now. It's been too long since I've, um. But you know, they kind of go back and forth and embellish Mm -hmm. that love story a little bit. But Arwen. uh, Arwen, yes. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, we walked out of that theater that day. My wife was like, "Why did you take me to see this film on our honeymoon?"
1: Was that wait? I don't, I don't
2: understand. What? Like
0: she wasn't no. injured. I don't think she was enamored. She, with the, with
2: the I, film. I, I drug her in and because of her deep love for me, she said, okay, uh, I'll try it out. She didn't see the first one. She hadn't seen the first one. Oh, so she okay, was even okay. more confused. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's, these have some really dark things. The battle scenes, mm-hmm. uh, are dark and okay. violent and, well, you know, Gollum is a disturbing character um, so she had no background, zero idea of where people had been and why they were here. So
1: okay, I get that, but that's still better. I think it's still a better situation than going to see the movie Life on Your Honeymoon, which, as we right. establish in our oh, worst of yeah. episodes, was one of the worst movies. So that—that's what we saw in our.
2: <laughs> so, hey, I'll give you, I'll give you the worst. I'll let I'll let you guys take that crown. Yeah, I feel better actually. Thanks, Adina.
1: Can
0: I say that I think it's really cool that we're building our own like continuity and, and our lore around us. Right and now, it's yeah. like canonically yeah. established that yeah, so. Dina watched life on her honeymoon. So, we know-
2: <laughs> so which of these? The speaking of Lord of the Rings, <laughs> uh, which which of these films would you say is your favorite? We'll start with the Dina. You already said it. I kind of answered answered it. Fellowship of the Ring.
1: But I think, though, what I didn't say, though, is one of my other other favorite parts, which is when we met the Ents and Treebeard. Treebeard is awesome. I love Treebeard so much. So he comes in in the two towers. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I love the Ents. I love how they spoke. So I think there's a lot of that that for me. Made those movies really, really good, and and of course, like the Aragon, Aragorn, uh, Aragorn and Arwen love story too. But yeah, but the Ents, the Ents were just creepier. Yeah, was just cool. the way he spoke, and I'm I'm blanking on some good quotes from him. But it was like, you know, you are small, and I take a long time, and I'm not going to bother to say those things because they take a long time, and I'm not going to tell you my name. It is too long. Oh
2: and, yeah, you
0: yeah, know,
1: yep, all that yep, stuff yep. was just so much
2: fun yes it was it was who's next chris i think
0: for me it was return of the king just because i love i love seeing the end like it's one of those it's a bit harder because even though like yes there's a lot of movies that are like there's like a lot of trilogies out there but the fact that they all connect and there's like no like it's just like a to be continued so I find if I'm watching the first one or the second one, I really just want to go to the third because I'm like, I can't remember. How does it end again? Like, what happens? Yeah. Like, I want to just see that moment of of Gollum falling into the Mount... Um, yeah, Mordor. Mount Doom. Yeah, Mordor. Yeah. And then just seeing that end. And I, re- and I really do... I like them all, but I think probably the third one is the one that I have the most fun with. Although I oh. do get... This is something... This is another me thing. I get very stressed out about uh, Gandalf in his white Quote, which i think is so pristine and then i'm like well, what are they going to do with all the mud like there's a lot of mud
1: <laughs> he's a wizard other stuff
0: i know he's a wizard i'm like i hope he has a cleaning spell because i don't want it i don't like seeing like crisp clean things getting uh dirty i agree so you like to handle the gray
1: that. a little better I Agree with you could handle I, the gray
0: i could handle the gray but i'm like on one hand okay yeah it's it's more dirt resistant and grime resistant because <laughs> it's gray but there's something so cool about Gandalf the White. It's like, oh, Gandalf the Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Years Gandalf,
2: ago, my wife though. my wife and I said, we are never, ever in a million years going to buy a white car. <laughs> you know? Did you, did you try and to buy then, a white car? Then we bought a Toyota Sienna minivan, found a great deal on a used one, and it's white. And let me tell you, when it's clean, it's beautiful. When it's dirty, it's dirty. Yeah. But, hey, it's a Toyota I'm going to get 300,000 miles out of the sucker. So <laughs> uh, There you go. And I know he got... The, just had it at the shop today, getting all kinds of stuff done for it that needs done at a hundred thousand, and getting ready for vacay. So yeah, that that baby's going to give me three hundred grand. So mm-hmm. I I don't mind white now. Three hundred thousand miles, I'll take white all day. So is that how many miles did, did Is that what uh, Gandalf got out of
0: his uh, his robe? Do we? Know?
2: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Was well, <laughs> it measured
1: in miles or years at that point? I feel like it's got to be years.
0: I'm sure there's someone on YouTube that was like able to calculate, okay, here's how many miles or kilometers (laughs) it was. I just would love to know. It was like what, like three months or how long was the, how long was like the time span? Again, I'm trying to remember what that.
2: I can't remember.
1: Well, so speaking of like moving, you know, and and how long, so Facebook has my number. I keep getting an ad (laughs) on Facebook for a walking challenge but it's specifically a lord of the rings walking challenge you like you you pay you sign up you pay a lot of money you you walk or go on your elliptical or bike and for so many miles and you get like a a medal and it's a the one this particular challenge because facebook has my number uh is showing me the lord of the rings version of this challenge not i'm not seeing any other sports or like all of a sudden um, like we said, we're going to have weeks. a Lord of the what? No, did, well, well, again, I don't you think it Google has anything,
3: anything as... Adina. Oh, I'm sure it. I did.
1: Well, again, because yeah, that's like where I said, it comes Facebook from. has my number in the sense oh, yeah. that I'm all like science fiction and fantasy and stuff like that. Yep. So this is not exactly a stretch. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes I'll yell into my phone or I'll say something really loudly because I'm like, I want to find this specific thing. So I'm hoping that Facebook or Instagram (laughs) can like send me something that I'm looking for. Like right now, I have it ordered. I'm excited. A Star Trek Beyond jacket. But Mm -hmm. I'll just keep shouting it into my uh, phone because I don't know if this company that I ordered from is a good company. So Which company is it? It's uh, this company called Hollywood Leather Jackets. Oh, okay. And it seems to be... fancy and it seems to be a bit divisive some people are like this is amazing other people are like do not order this but that jacket looked like the best quality so mm-hmm. i'm gonna ri- i risked yeah. it and i okay. went for it should it be arriving but I, sometimes i do get value out of uh i'll be like bomber jackets bomber jackets bomber jackets mm-hmm. yeah. send me a bomber jacket yeah
1: um, my husband's phone picks up the audio mine will just from from actual cert you know searching oh, and searching. Stuff. mine do, mine we we've we've, we've tested this um, pretty severely he he's got something that's that's his audio and i've got my my phone at least uh locked up but but any searching you know i do and th- and that's mm-hmm. okay cuz i would rather see ads for things that i'm interested in right. and rather not yeah. see things for things that i'm absolutely 100% not interested in so i'm 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 okay with that so i'm use like that
3: little x in the top right hand yeah. corner you press that and it makes the ads go away well that
1: too yeah. but yeah. so i'm i'm i've yeah. been 50-50 this week on if I want to actually purchase this like challenge.
0: So so we get another segment, like the Lord of the Rings walking challenge, where every week we'll report in how it went. (laughs) If I do it.
1: Well, so my birthday is also coming up and I like to buy myself a present and I'm thinking like, is this my present? Well, can you tell like- Well, and I, I could use some motivation for exercise. You know, I don't know if this will sufficiently motivate me.
0: <laughs> Can you drop hints to your to your partner? Because that's always. I mean, I think well, we always appreciate the free like. Okay, keep yeah. Hinting,
1: but we're I'm kind of at safe. the point where we just like buy our like for some things we just kind of like want to. We, we just kind of rather buy our own. You know, okay. Like yeah. There's that's a point cool. where mm-hmm. it's. I'd rather you know we're okay buying our own stuff. You know. I mean, it's, we get each other gifts, but yeah. we just kind of like to do our own.
3: <laughs> no, it's interesting you say that, you know, because like Elaine and I, we don't go out and buy each other birthday gifts or we don't mm-hmm. really go out and buy each other Christmas gifts because we know that during the year, if we see something we want, right. or need, right. you're going to buy it for yourself right. or you're going to buy it for the person. So why wait? You know, why is like, okay, I can't buy you a gift until it's your birthday because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, that's,
1: yeah. that's I think yeah. what you do is right. Absolutely. And what I. If he's going to give me any gift and the same thing, vice versa, what we both really want that someone else could give us is time, right? Mm-hmm. Time to ourselves or time to whatever. So I'm actually, uh, my birthday falls on a weekday this year. Uh, and so I'm taking the day off of work when everyone else is in school, can't working. So I will be by myself and just by myself and know, you know, that's all. I. <laughs> so that's yeah, what other yeah. people can give me. I can buy myself stuff, but other people can give me time. <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. that's good that's awesome and you'll need it for lord of the rings and i will need it to do this
1: challenge to do this challenge so so i've been trying to get back on you know because i i do on the treadmill and this is kind of relevant because i always pick a show a tv show that is my like treadmill show where like Mm -hmm. i'm not allowed to watch that show unless i'm on the treadmill so lucifer was it's my treadmill show than. for a while, a while. And it was actually really motivating. I, I love Lucifer so much. I really like looked forward to getting on the treadmill since then. Right, well, right now, Love, Death and Robots is my treadmill show. And as much as I like it, it's not getting me <laughs> on there, <laughs> but I also have an elliptical and I, I need something to get me on the elliptical. So I'm considering the Lord of the Rings challenge to get me on the elliptical, but All I haven't right. convinced myself yet that it will... I this need is, to be convinced it's my motivation. This
2: factor. may revolutionize my health uh, journey <laughs> when I get back from <laughs> vacation. Of course, I'm not worried about it when I'm on right. vacation, but uh, I need to do that mentally. I need to say, yeah. hey, there's a, what show, what film series do I want to watch? But I need an excuse to watch it or, you know, to have the time to watch it. My yeah. wife's not gonna argue with me being on the treadmill ever. She's yeah. gonna be thrilled that I'm on the treadmill mm-hmm. of my own free will, doing it, taking initiative. So yeah. um I need to figure that Good. out. So Yeah. yeah. And the All rule
1: right. is right, whatever you choose, you are right. not allowed yes. to watch it that's, any that's other fun. time.
2: That's fun too. Mm-hmm. Steve. Yeah. By any stretch of the imagination, any miraculous happening and magical thing here, do you have a favorite one of these films, (laughs) having not watched them? (laughs) Again, being the
3: conscientious observer, I'm listening to you all and appreciating what you have to say, because each one of you have got a favorite one that you like. And it just, you know, it maybe get me all off my duff and watch them. Um with subtitles. With subtitles, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I can't answer the question because there isn't, I haven't watched them, but it doesn't mean that uh it's been truly enjoyable listening to you guys talk about the ones you like. So there you go. So,
1: cool. What's interesting, even though you haven't watched it, is that you still and I always find this interesting with people um because I, I encourage folks to watch things when there's a lot of pop culture
3: that mm-hmm. I feel
1: like people should, you know, if you want to like understand the pop culture, you got to watch it. But it, it sounds like, though, you're or, and maybe I don't know. This mm-hmm. is how pervasive Lord of the Rings stuff is, is because when you first uh, before we started filming today or before we start recording today and I made my, you know. Uh, gandalf the gray versus gandalf the white with your mm-hmm. with your santa claus beard joke and you understood what i was r- referring to so it's interesting that i think you get a lot of the pop culture without actually having watched this
3: it's um, it's part of our vernacular in some yeah. cases you know yeah. uh, you know uh, i mean i think i've used the you know phrase you know a ring to rule them all and so on. it's yeah. just it is part of our vernacular that and if yeah, go ahead.
1: It was because if someone said, my precious, uh, you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I, Cooper.
3: Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I do that myself. It's mm-hmm. just part of, you know, it's become part of the lexicon, certain mm-hmm. phrases. And that's just not this movie, but other films as all, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. How many people have gotten something shipped to them and they read on the box? Fragile. Okay. They don't read fragile. They read fragile from (laughs) a Christmas story. So again, it becomes part of our vernacular. And that's, you know. So that's that's yeah, go ahead.
1: But you're 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 comfortable with it without having actually seen the movie, though.
3: Yeah, I am totally because I understand the concept of it. You know, I understand the reference because without having to see the entire film, there are significant points that have been shown. Um, that just become part of our conversation. I can't uh, tell
1: you you have to watch the movie because you already get all the pop culture references and... You don't have to watch this.
3: No, yeah.
2: we, can, so we that, can't make we can't make Steve do anything. I mean, he's way out in uh, California for crying
3: out loud. I'm out, out but, here amongst the fruits and berries, but I, that actually <laughs> will go into my answer to question number four. But go ahead. Um,
2: yeah. Uh, so question number four. is. Oh, Chris, uh-huh. did you have something you'd like to add? I to just your I know? just
0: a stupid question, a dangerous question. Uh Oh, you it. hear Let's the do name Bilbo? Do you hear lit? Like I know that was sent out mm-hmm. to our group chat, but do any of you also hear the the Leonard Nimoy Bilbo? I do yes,
1: it. Bilbo um, Baggins,
3: only three I, feet tall. I, <laughs> right, it, it's, it's you no, know, it's this. Thank way. you. Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. He's only three feet tall. Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. The greatest little hobbit of them all. And then you see Leonard Nimoy in that video I sent to you of it with his Spock haircut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a 70s turtleneck and the girls (laughs) dancing and singing. It's horrible. It's so we will terrible, have to amazing. put the
1: link to if anyone ha- who's listening to this hasn't seen it, we're gonna have to have the link to this. But this put the is link
3: to it. It's, it's yes, just, it's
1: Leonard Nimoy it, singing uh, the ballad of Bilbo Baggins back in like the 1970s with a video. Not just singing uh, it, there's a video,
3: Video. The, yeah. the video is horrible. But and the thing is that like it's I to you guys, I originally heard that on the Dr. Demento show. So that's how much it was mm-hmm. just spoofed. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But
1: right, to good. counter Thank that, us. to counter that, we also have to put the Gandalf song by the Library Bards that I posted for you guys this morning, too. Yes, which is good. so, yes, it's, it's, <laughs> it's good. It really is good. And oh, wait, I'm not, I'm thinking it, of a different one. I'm sorry. No, no, no. this sorry. is a good one. This was so. Uh, at the Star Trek convention I was at this weekend, I met Bonnie Gordon, who she's the voice of the Prodigy computer on Prodigy, mm-hmm. you know, the ship's computer on Prodigy. And she's also a member of a, a singing duo called the Library Bards. And they've done a lot of, of, of geeky parody songs, uh, you know, geek culture and, mm-hmm. and this kind of culture. And they're wonderful. And I'm like, I'm a huge fan of Weird Al. And mm-hmm. this is kind of like Weird Al level wonderfulness. So there's a a one that they did. The title of the song is called Gandalf, mm-hmm. but it's what it is. It's a it's a Lord of the Rings description uh, set to "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift.
3: It's wonderful. Yeah. It's I know awesome. I listened to it this morning. It's <laughs> that, it's that hilarious. It's really well done.
2: Yeah, that wasn't the one I thought you were referring mm-hmm. to. No, the
3: no there was another I explicit one that I also
1: posted. One. We'll skip that one.
3: Okay, okay.
2: but anyways, <laughs> we'll skip explicit ones. Anyways, okay. back to Lord of the Rings.
3: Di- digressing back.
0: Can we call this episode anyways? Back to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> anyway, back to Lord. Yes,
2: I like it. So did you here's question number four and our final question for the yes. evening did you get drawn into middle earth effectively enough did you appreciate the technical work behind the scenes to bring you into the story meaning special effects music cinematography cinematography uh c- costumes in etc
1: <laughs> oh my god Abs- absolutely absolutely like I don't even know where to start. Cause like, absolutely. And I want to go back to Rivendell. I want to go to if yes. one place I wanted to go to, I, I want to go to Rivendell. I've been to the Hobbiton, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been to New Zealand, but I want to go to Rivendell.
2: I agree.
0: See, yeah, it's, it's, I, I'd want to go to the, I'm making a spinning gesture, but what's that castle where it has all the levels and it's like very circular.
1: Is that Helm's deep?
0: Is it? Helm's? Or, deep? I thought it was uh, in the third Helms, one. Helm's.
1: No. Helms
2: Deep was uh, the final battle scene in two th- th-
1: that's the two right. towers. Yeah, that was the okay. two ta- Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's like
0: the, the mm-hmm. castle where it's. I just remember at the very top, there's like the dude that runs off, and he's falling while being burned to death, and I- that's always stood
2: out to oh, me. Oh yeah, that's got. Gotcha. So I'm
0: trying to look at that castle. I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah,
2: built the, against uh, the mountain, and it, yeah. it kind of had this had the real narrow triangle at the top. The whole you know had the tree. Oh, okay, okay, had the white I- tree i'm picturing
1: it i'm trying i'm looking i'm trying to look it up to see if i can find the name quickly and i'm not finding it you're right because gandalf is
2: riding the horse up and around trying to get to the top and you know yeah
1: yeah it's always cool it's a whole
2: town and castle built into the mountain Mm -hmm. right yeah no the the cinematography the set
0: design the costumes the lord of the music it's just it's all perfect and it just feels like that that's like what it was supposed to be like i don't i didn't even like hearing about it i don't remember even when harry potter came up some people were like oh they should have done this differently they should have done that but i don't Mm. remember hearing that about lord of the rings the the biggest fans seem to feel like no this is this is authentic and it's true to the the source material
2: the spirit of the story Peter Jackson did a fine job and his team did a great job of, of capturing the spirit and essence of this story. There were some characters left out that people were disappointed they didn't get to see. Um, but overall, these I, here is why I love these films. And I'm just going to break, you know, we say on this podcast that we major in... Uh, Star Trek minor and Star Wars we love both though but major is our Star Trek. For me one of the things I love about Star Trek is I feel totally engrossed. I feel like I'm when I'm watching it like I want to be in that world, like I am in that world. I'm watching these things unfold. I'm on the bridge, you know. It engr- it totally captivated me and brought me into the stories. It's why it's it's and so you know, I just I felt like one of the crew. When and that's that's like really nerdy fandom stuff, but that's just how I feel, you know, and so I hadn't seen a film until Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, where I felt so sucked in and captivated by what was going on. It's one reason why I'm so excited about these films, why I got the special extended DVDs Um, and why we're talking about it today is because mm-hmm. These films just totally brought me and I felt like, like I wanted to be engrossed in this story. Even with the crazy battles and the goblins and, you know, um, incredible makeup design of this film. Incredible matte paintings, incredible CGI effects, mm-hmm. stunning music and cinematography and superb acting all the way around. You're just drawn into this world Um, And that's why I'd encourage Steve, if you get a chance and you have the time, um, maybe give him one more shot. Hey, And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work for you. You don't have to Mm -hmm. like every film and we don't have to like all the same stuff. But um, to me, it just totally sucked me in in a good way. I just Mm -hmm. I wanted to see it through to the end. And then they made the Hobbit trilogy and Mm -hmm. we're not going to do a podcast episode on
3: Oh. So those are the first three films of the Star Wars, trilogy.
2: right? Hey, like, that's a great comparison. You know, like you
3: said, you watch the you watch the three, you know, four, five, <laughs> and six. You go, I love Star Wars. <laughs> then you watch one, two, three, and you go, what the heck? Yeah. happened? See, unless, you're like, you're like, Chris, unless you're like
0: unless you're yeah. It, see one, two, and three for me, I think are I love, but like I didn't mean to seven, digress. Eight, I'm sorry. No, no, <laughs> seven, eight, and nine. See, seven, eight, and nine to me are the Hobbit, where it's just like okay, <laughs> like i think oh, we, we came we had a lot of fun let's not we don't need to uh, okay. let's not oversee okay. at the party too and long. getting
1: back to lord of the rings was Get that the, lord the lord. phrase yes yes so yes, was yes. the place that you were thinking of was it minas tirith and the fortresses of yes.
0: i'm going to say absolutely because i could ever the ci- there's <laughs> the said,
2: city there's a city on the outskirts right mm-hmm. that they're fighting in and then there's minas tirith um, where it's being ruled. <laughs> that's actually really funny. Okay. Um, show you. To to where the king that's there, that's installed, just he's not really the, the tomato king. tomato guy? Aragorn's got to come and take over as the return of the king.
0: I call him the tomato man. The tomato guy? That's
2: what it stood out to be.
0: Just eating he ate tomatoes a tomato? Uh-huh. It
1: and just
2: real like, juicy okay. and messy. Yeah. What is Gross. going on? Right.
0: Where is but his just, manners? The one thing though I would have liked and I, I had to go back and watch them to see if they did it. But it's like if sure. someone says, oh, me I would have liked someone to just look on camera and go, oh, and that's the place, blah, blah, blah. Just so that I'm like, okay, I know where we're going now. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. this place we're trying to get there to. There
2: is. You know. You're right, Chris. And there is a ton of stuff to – and, Steve, you're absolutely right. There's so much to try to mm-hmm. follow. And I think it was easier for people who read the book initially to follow along mm-hmm. and know what this meant and what that meant. Um, it's the world building that Tolkien did is just so immense and Mm -hmm. so many pieces over here that ultimately comes together and has something to do with the, uh, you know, um, and, uh, you you know, you look at all of other, all of Tolkien's other writings too, that are around this. I mean, he, he wrote whole languages and Mm -hmm. alphabets for these different, uh, civilizations within these books, um, and, and just tons of poetry and songs. And, you know, um, and you look at people that have been so inspired by the books. I mean, there's very famous artwork around even before the films, even and some that it was inspired that the film used that they were inspired by that Peter Uh Jackson was inspired by, um, this uh, very few, um, Books and stories um, have the broad wide range appeal that mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings has through the years um, and so it just for me right now as an aspiring writer and author of fiction and mm-hmm. As I've read, you know, I've read science fiction. I love Arthur C. Mm Clarke and Asimov. I love all kinds of, you know, I tend to lean towards reading that type of thing too, Steve. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just, that's where my heart is, man. But this, for some reason, this story, this book, these films have just captured my attention, my heart. Mm -hmm. And I love the, I think one of the reasons is for me is... Um, the story is just, you just overall is overcoming darkness, overcoming evil, persevering against all odds. There's so much there that we can sink our teeth into as human beings, uh, that is helpful. And in the end we see Frodo succeed with the help of his best friend, Samwise Gamgees. Mm-hmm. And we see these little hobbits have this huge impact on all of Middle Earth and basically mm-hmm. save Middle Earth. You know, other people, heroes are fighting battles over here and Gandalf's over here saving the day. And the short if, people win. But if short people oh! right, <laughs> win, if, 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 if Frodo doesn't get that ring in that fire, in that volcanic, volcanic fire and um, lava, it's it's all for naught. Mm-hmm. it's and over the fact that yeah. he persevered yeah. Yeah. and he happened to be a short man yeah, just like myself very short he's um, shorter he is way shorter. He's way shorter although i have been accused of having frodo feet okay throughout my you know hobbit feet throughout my
3: oh.
1: life See, um, the way i look at yeah. it is you're just set up for some good cosplay as well you know
3: i'm so i'm sorry <laughs> but no nobody has worse feet Nobody has worse feet than Dr. Phlox from Enterprise. If you've seen the way they portray his feet, they're hideous. I can they're top hideous. that. There's yes. a.
0: Was his name Dax from Star Trek Six? Oh, that's exactly I was thinking of too. That's a great scene.
1: If the shoe fits.
0: Uh, (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Hey guys, digress. Okay, (laughs) thank you, Lord of the Rings. Okay, back to
3: Lord of the Rings.
2: I I love you guys. Thank mm. you for indulging me on this episode and allowing me to delve into this special fantasy episode of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. You can't talk fantasy without mentioning the Lord of the Rings, even if you're not a fan these books and subsequent films has had a huge impact on the world of fiction and millions of people have read these books and seen the films and it's even in our pop culture as adina has suggested with steve's knowledge even without seeing the films or Mm -hmm. reading the books Um, i hope that in some way you have been encouraged to check out both the books and these films as they are masterful and beautiful may i offer a bit of advice though watch the films first and then read the books. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that's, that's what I did. The films helped to make the books come alive for me. It helped me work through the really tough stuff For me, at least, it did. I had the faces, the background music. Mm -hmm. When I read, I hear background music like none other. Um, And the world's already built for me. So in this case, seeing the film first helped make the original books rich and highly enjoyable for me. I also got a lot more story and background, which only helped to make the films come even more alive and exciting for me. With that, Adina, where can people learn more about and connect with you online?
1: Well, if you like science fiction I and do. like robots, I yep. do. Who else here does?
0: I think we Yay. all oh, hate science fiction. It's Somehow all... it's in the name of our <laughs> podcast, folks. I'm just having to go, everybody. That's as they okay. Say.
1: Well, go to Amazon and search for crazy foolish robots, and you'll see my books. And then you can find my website, adina m.com, a d e-e-n-a-m.com. That's it.
2: All right awesome chris yeah so you can uh
0: find me on uh so i was gonna say itunes not itunes (laughs) apple podcasts or Mm -hmm. any wherever you get your favorite podcasts because i do a show called yelling about star trek i also have a youtube channel also called yelling about star trek and i recently started uploading my podcast so i have a video version of them now which you can check out um and uh i'm on another show which uh should be launched by now called uh trekking with the fam and that's uh that's being hosted uh, by Mark Sickle, who runs the Star Trek family Facebook group. And you can chat with me on Twitter at Yellen about Trek.
3: Very good. And, and Steve. for me, um, just waiting for my next writing assignment with uh, TrekSphere, um, looking forward to doing that. and that's a good site and they have a lot of good r- articles. So I recommend people go to that site for your uh, reading pleasure and i hope to be uh, have another article uh, in the next uh, month or so
2: awesome really looking forward to that you should check these guys out and sign up for whatever they got to sign up for and read steve's article on treksphere read the other great articles there listen to chris's podcasts and check out that new one trucking the fam and his youtube channel and support him that way and of course adina buy the books buy adina's hey. books everybody right yes, now go books. to amazon we've got the links baby the podcast needs a here. new
3: pair of shoes come <laughs> on
2: <laughs> she's trying to get to the next truck convention is what's happening the, uh, here. the
0: lord of the rings walking uh simulator yes, so yes. Up,
2: up. <laughs> Let's let's sponsor her as she walks and All right. to the rings thingies and stuff. eat lasagna. You no, can that's not right
0: <laughs> fettuccine. Sorry, that's
2: a an office reference where Don't.
0: Michael's like, oh, "I should go eat fettuccine before my run."
1: <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing that. Reference. Don't do that. that.
2: I'm Brian Donahue. I'm a pastor and church planner here in Northeast Ohio, and I am writing a book. And I'm a musician. And those links down below here that you'll be able to check that stuff out if you so care. Really love being a part of this Big Sci-Fi Podcast. And if you love the Big Sci-Fi Podcast or maybe just like it, email us. Let us know why you love or like our podcast. We'd love to hear from you just like we did Neil from Mm -hmm. Lancashire, England. I can't say it right the first time. I haven't been able to say it right all day long for crying out loud. But Lancashire, England, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe you'll even hear your email broadcast on one of our episodes join us on our facebook page group because our facebook group and uh join the conversation you get to interact with us fabulous four people here and all the other fans of the podcast and other science fiction fans and we post all kinds of fun things there we do Uh, Tuesday polls. You get links directly to the podcast each week and all sorts of fun stuff. And Hey, we jump on there and comment and interact and it's great fun. So do that until next time, everybody work together, treat each other with kindness and grace, make your life about something bigger than just the pursuit of your own happiness. Just like Frodo did. (laughs) He could have just hung back in the, in the shire and, smoked his pipe for the rest of his days but i promise you that if you make your life about others too you will actually be more satisfied in life and you'll have more friends and trusted companions and people who will be there for you when you really need them just like old sam and frodo yes he was there to the end with his dear friend and speaking of friends my friends adina chris and steve it's been a pleasure once again have a great day everybody good long and prosper take care everyone